0: Welcome to The Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories, along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective, along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive.
1: Good morning everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic day so far. My name is Angie and I'm from the Savvy Bookkeeper team and today I am joined for another episode of The Bookkeeper's Voice with a podcast podcast guest, Sharon Smith, who is actually the senior bookkeeper and financial consultant at Off The Hook Bookkeeping, Amy's actual bookkeeping business thank you so much for joining us today Sharon
2: no worries thank you for having me
1: oh um I'm I'm so excited about this. You are actually a fellow co-worker of mine and you work within the bookkeeping, mainly the bookkeeping aspect of Amy's businesses, the off-the-hook bookkeeping, but um, you're also actually the savvy bookkeeper's bookkeeper, Correct. <laughs> which is really awesome. So we deal with each other quite a bit. <laughs> yes,
2: we
1: do. Yes, yes we do. And. You know, we've spoken about you on the podcast a couple times now, just mm-hmm. singing your praise on how amazing you are. So, I thought it would be great to finally get you on the podcast, introduce you to the community, and um, you know, just let everyone understand why we've been gushing about you these last few months.
2: <laughs> I hope I can live up to what you've um, been saying, then.
1: <laughs> uh, I reckon you can, especially because. I want to discuss one of your favorite topics today, Mm -hmm. which is reports and reporting. Yes. Yes. But before we do that, because we've never officially introduced you to the community, we've just been talking about you, not behind your back, but we do it in front of your back about how amazing you are. (laughs) Um, But I thought it would be nice first just to officially introduce you and let everyone know a little bit more about you, your background and how your bookkeeping journey began because mm. everyone has a different story and that's
2: what I love yes. about bookkeepers. Yeah, so I suppose I'm a farm girl, I suppose you can say grew up on the land mm-hmm. on several thousand acres so with lots of animals around me. but I went from high school, I joined the Royal Australian Air Force.
1: Yeah, as an administration
2: awesome. clerk. <laughs> yeah, what an experience! Um, the defence forces are I highly recommend it. But as an administration clerk, I was in charge. Well, posted, I've been posted around Australia, South Australia, New South Wales. Been posted a few places. Um, we had varied tasks, um, but I was mainly in charge of personnel records um, of the personnel on the base and also base records, base administration records um, for any mail coming into and off the base. That was my main role. And then towards the end of my career in the RAF, I was put into a finance position. And that's when I went, wow, numbers. I that's love great. That. <laughs> and it was like people looking at me going, what? And I've gone, no, I get this. <laughs> so I then went and studied accounting. Um, from that, when I was starting, I, because I was already married and had one children and another one on the one child, should I say, another one on the way, I started part-time, um, and worked in an accounting field, I had a great mentor who told me to go and be a professional temp and work in as many industries as I possibly could to gain as many experiences as I could. And so I literally took his word and went and did that. And I so love I've,
1: that. That was such a good suggestion. Yes.
2: Yeah, so from that, I've worked in, you name the industry, hospitality, construction, service, retail. I've done the works. And and it's been a very good education in knowing the different way people do uh, do, do accounting, the different reports that people use, need, why they would need them, why they would use them, um, learning how some businesses just don't look at them because mainly due to not understanding what they actually mean and what they can gain from that. Um, before working uh, here with Off the Hook and Savvy, I did work for a financial consultant. This was going back a few years, about mm-hmm. five or six years ago. And I was actually in charge of looking after accounts for businesses that were failing. So basically... That would have been were, difficult. That was very difficult. And that's where I really learnt... My passion for numbers in analytics and reports and cash flow to be able to teach them what their numbers were actually saying, to earn, and then help them succeed. Like my the biggest uh, success I had was a business that was running at nearly two hundred thousand dollars a year loss, and within eighteen months of working hard with them, they were actually then making a four thousand dollar a year profit. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. Like and. Yeah, Have you ever and just sat there and gone, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe! Not only did I save this business and everyone involved in it, but it actually so many started to, yeah, and it started yeah. to run an actual profit.
2: It like, actually—that's incredible. And, and and a lot of that is mainly due to the fact that it's it's these business owners that don't understand numbers. Um, all they understand is what's in the bank. Yeah, and to them, if there's something in the bank, then they're running at a, a figure. They're running at a profit, which not always the case
1: <laughs> no, no it's not <laughs> no
2: so and I've, I've worked my way up through to being finance manager and CFO of international group of companies I've done quite a lot um through my time until I finally found Savvy which yeah, I love you found
1: more. your home and I found my home
2: <laughs> yeah I, so to speak. I,
1: I love mm. your background I think it's so interesting on how you were basically a professional temping bookkeeper and yes. mm. it's just allowed you to every time we talk to you about savvy or about off the hook clients anything like that you have such knowledge but you have such a great way of speaking with the clients yeah 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 like it
2: makes to them, them. I, a lot of that I think also comes from my air force career yeah in administration and depending on what unit I was posted to mm. I, I had to be able to communicate with the tradies and techos on base mm. you know not always actually knew what we were talking about so you had to speak to their level um and sometimes we had to go real <laughs> <though>. um, <laughs> but then also in postings I was Posted to the the commanding officer's yeah. um, headquarters, where I'd be welcoming VIPs and having to be speaking to that high level ranking officer. So you have to learn to be able to to, to, be able to speak on the level to the person who you're speaking to, mm-hmm. and then to quickly gauge that person as to also then how to how to speak to them, because you know business owners deserve the respect of being business owners, but sometimes. You, you've got to speak to them with that. They respect. Need to be told.
1: They need but to be told. But also at sometimes. the
2: level of a of a tradie that has no idea. So you've really got to learn how to be able to to, to read somebody to be able to succeed as well. Yeah. And, and you're that... so
1: amazing at it. Like <laughs> I have to say, because I've I've learned how to do the same with sales and talking to mm. people because so much of my career has been people focused. And yes, it it's so worth. Brushing to see someone in the bookkeeping industry to be able to do that
2: yeah I think it's very very essential and I've come across it quite a lot where you know particularly the higher level management Mm. um, accountants don't get that and and you know you 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 can have this qualification but it doesn't give you the right to speak down to somebody and go as if they're stupid you know you've got to be able to explain and that's where I've also developed my reporting, as you say, um, to be able to deliver this report to the person I'm delivering it to, not to the position I'm delivering it to. And I think that's very, very important because if they don't have that strong understanding, you know, it's being able to discuss that report so they can get the information that they require to help their business grow. I love it. don't, don't have the numbers issued to you, In the right way then it's never going to happen well i find a lot of business
1: owners if the numbers are delivered to you or if they're trying to look at it themselves Mm. they get really not hostile but you know when you feel like you should know something and you don't yes business owners can get very uneasy very agitated and and then just don't want to deal with it
2: no and and that's where i feel and which i had to do when i was working as a financial consultant Mm to be able to speak to them in a way that didn't belittle their knowledge, yeah. but was in a way that instead of you know, presenting something to say, oh, so this is what I've found, but in a way that I knew that they would understand mm. um, it all going through. And that's how I've developed my cash flows. And I know my cash flow, I've seen some amazingly complicated cash flow and I just <laughs> yes. go what on earth um we just like I, I love the kiss method and I prescribe to the Kiss method keep mm. it simple stupid yeah love it so do I <laughs> keep it simple why overcomplicate something because then you're going to have people who don't understand just balk and go yeah whatever and then they don't learn and they can't help themselves so. and I think
1: unfortunately that is what happens when yes business owners think about their numbers or think about their bookkeeper or Mm. accountant or anyone in the past is that they just, they throw up their hands and kind of go, I can't do this. So do it for me. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, And then then they're like, do it for me, but then they don't understand the
2: consequences of them. And then if you don't get that right person helping you, then that's when your business may fail because you're not getting the information required. And that's where I believe um, you know, even though, yes, I'm a qualified accountant, I actually like doing that bookkeeping and having mm-hmm. that contact with with our clients to be able to say, okay, well, this is where we're at and this yeah. is what's happening. Mm. Oh, and- I
1: love it. I love it. I think it's so incredible that you've been able to do that. Yes. Um, as, as someone who does sales and everything, I really prioritize making sure everyone understands what I'm talking about and digital mm-hmm. marketing as well. And it's, it's the same, you know, if I were to go and have a big chat with you about digital marketing, you will just give like, me a blank face, which actually happened like. on Monday when we had uh, ended yes. up a team meeting <laughs> we that turned a into, a, <laughs> yeah, we had a team yeah. meeting on Monday and, and mm. ended up being more of a media meeting and Sharon just kind of put her hand up and she's like, I don't understand any of this. I don't know what's happening. Should I just go? Yeah. It's um, like, do I really need to be here? I've
2: got some other work yeah. that needs to be done. And <laughs>
1: it, it's the same feeling of that yeah. kind of anxious anxiety of I have no idea what this is. So I'm just gonna remove myself that business owners have for bookkeeping and numbers.
2: Yeah. And and one of the things, the biggest tool I love to use is the balance sheet. And like yeah. the balance sheet is such a basic Report to me. And this actually comes back when my husband became general manager of his and the engineering company he works for. Mm. And just out of the blue, we were talking about something. And I brought up his balance sheet and he gave me a look and I've gone, Alan, you're the general manager. You should know what the balance sheet is. And he goes, Yes, he should. And he goes, Oh, I just look at the profit and loss. And I've gone, Alan, no, and sat there and gave him a one hour education. I mean, I can look at someone's balance sheet and within three seconds tell you if this company is um, profitable, if it's yeah. actually cash flow positive, um, just by looking at the balance sheet. And you know, it. I can pick up so much detail. And and this is something that I've done so much is make sure that any person I'm speaking to they do understand what their balance sheet can tell them. Because if they can't read their balance sheet and understand what it's telling them, every other report under the sun they're just not going to get. Yeah. But to me, it's
1: one of the easiest. I love it. It's so amazing. And (laughs) now, I know many of our listeners who are bookkeepers, and some might be business owners, some might be employees. And I know there seems to be an ongoing, almost pressure right now in the industry of many employees thinking that they're, quote unquote, supposed to be starting their own businesses. Uh So, my big question for you is we've just gone through and talked about how amazing you are and how qualified you are and how much you know your stuff. Why did you decide to continue to be an employee rather than starting your own business? Because you're more than qualified to do I know. it.
2: I And you know what? This is something that I have had so many people ask me in the past as well. You know, why don't you start your own business? Yeah. Why and I think a lot, lot of bookkeepers keepers who are employees
1: such as yourself that are highly qualified Mm. they get it all the time and
2: well one of the biggest things to to actually like I have got as you said so much knowledge in my head from all my like 30 years of being an accountant and bookkeeping and but the thing is the government have so many regulations on you as well Mm. so for me to go out on my own I first of all have to be a bass agent I can't just Mm -hmm. go out and do someone's book it's 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 illegal in in the Australian under Australian law and legislation, but yeah, I could go out and get my best Ages life But what you have to do for all of that is just amazing. Like so many, you have to have proof of so many hours of doing mm. GST, so many hours of doing payroll. And yes, I can do it. And then you've got to do this compliance and that compliance, which is a big stumbling block. And I will say, I couldn't be bothered. Um, I also. <laughs>
1: I love that honesty.
2: I couldn't be bothered. (laughs) Um, But then there's also the marketing, you know, it's, that scares me. something I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to market. That's okay. Like, you know, it's, you know, and I I probably could, (laughs) but it's another one of those, like, I couldn't be bothered. (laughs) Um, I I like the lifestyle that I have, you know, where I know I work from here to here and the rest of my time is mine. Whereas I felt that if I was going into my own business, I would be working too many hours. Oh, yes. I want to work. And I do know that. So I know it doesn't just stop with doing, you know, client A, B and C. You know, there's a lot more work into it. And it's like, I'm at the stage of my life. It's like, no, my, all my kids have left home. My husband and I are now empty nesters. I have my horse out in the paddock who I love to go ride. And if I was in my own business, I'd have to give a lot of that up. And yeah. like, I don't want to. I'm selfish. Yeah. You know? I
1: and like there's nothing time. wrong with that. You know, I always we always get people, yeah. you know, talking to us on the about the podcast being, you know, can we include a little bit more about like employees, about, you know, solopreneurs? Mm-hmm. And yes, lately we've been talking about teams a lot, simply because a lot of our that's the questions that we've been getting but there is nothing wrong with being an employee
2: like we are both
1: employees
2: (laughs) we are both employees I find nothing wrong with it and yes you know if I put my heart and soul in it I could go out on my own and could probably be very successful but I'm approaching 50 Mm. I'm going to retire soon what's going to happen well not soon as in the next couple of years sorry Amy (laughs)
1: like, <laughs> don't scare them um, there <laughs> I mean, we like, need this, you
2: <laughs> but do you know what I mean like what happens when I decide that I am going to retire with all my clients because I put a personal vested interest in mm-hmm. everything I do so I would not feel right and comfortable whereas and as I said lifestyle
1: yeah no and I mean, because we're talking about you lifestyle think. um yeah you when you as soon as you joined us basically we all knew that you were just amazing and you were the (laughs) missing the missing piece in the puzzle that we were looking for but and obviously everyone can obviously hear why you're why we thought that because you're just incredible but what (laughs)
2: I'm going not gonna be able to get at this door soon
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what made you decide to go with off the hook um, cause I know there was a couple reasons for it, but I yeah, think it's well, just really good to recognize that it's okay to, cause you made a big change from working in the office to
2: working remotely. I did, yeah. You know, like I, from coming to back here, I was yeah. a finance manager, so yeah. like career wise I've come down. Yes. I know that. Um, but for me, you know, I've had a few personal things happen through my life and it was more like lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, as I said, I've got my horse in the paddock, and you know it's so much easier sitting at home working with off the hook. When I go, oh look at that cloud over there; it's looking a bit rainy. I'll just stop work, run outside, rug the horse. It kills me,
1: my sister. I grew up with horses. If my sister could do that, oh, she would just be in heaven.
2: (laughs) Well, my daughter is actually loving it because you know she just goes to work at five thirty in the morning, knowing that mum's home to deal with her horses as well yeah i also whilst i'm based here in victoria my parents are in new south wales they're elderly they're not well last year with covid was a bit of a mm, yeah pain Mm. but i also know that i can go home to new south wales to my parents just take my computer and i can still keep working if i was in an office that makes it so much harder um and hey i'm speaking to amy on the phone for my interview she was just someone i wanted to work with
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, she's so like that. I was the same.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I actually, after speaking to Amy, I had an interview, I think that day that she offered me the job Mm -hmm. and I didn't even think twice about cancer interview. I've just gone. This is it. I'm going to work. I'm going to work for you, Amy. This is, this sounds great. You know, the idea of um, actually having several clients, several industries that I'm working with that, that difference, you know, it really, really appealed to me. And it brought me back to the time when I was a financial consultant working for all those companies and helping them mm. to get back on track. And it was like, I loved that. I love the diversity and I'm getting all that diversity and freedom. Yeah. With off the hook. I, love yeah. it. I, I think that's yeah. the main thing. A lot of people,
1: I think there's a bit of a stigma around bookkeepers staying employees and
2: yeah there's nothing wrong yeah
1: there's I don't think there's just, anything wrong with it, it allo- you're right it allows you to have that freedom you can have the knowledge you can have the skill set but mm-hmm. then you can have the stop start like you I love your life I've, if I could switch lives <laughs> with you I would so take it like yeah. Sharon's amazing she goes on camping trips and she's oh, yes, so pictures of her with her little laptop
2: being like checking in <laughs> 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 yeah but then there's also the pictures of me out in the kayaks on the lakes with my dog yeah my that dog. does like, make
1: me a bit jealous
2: yeah. sometimes <laughs> that, that flexibility with off the hook I mean I'm saying like yeah. every company does that and yeah if I worked for myself I could have that same flexibility but there's also that more different work yeah there's always that kind of guilty behind, it's that more work behind the scene that makes it mm. harder.
1: yeah it makes it harder so to do it to me you
2: know there's nothing wrong with there's, there's nothing wrong with being an employee because, one, you, you know how much money is coming into the bank every week, you know, yeah. um, or every period that you get paid. So that makes it easy for budgeting in your household, you know, whereas working for yourself, it's not that much, that, that easy to, to ensure that you've got yeah. the bills covered. But at the same time, you know, hats off to all of you guys that go out on your own to do it because it, it's an achievement.
1: Yeah. It
2: really is. So there's nothing wrong with either way. I love mm. it i love it that's what i feel yeah
1: Uh, i agree and it's you know it's whatever suits
2: your life's vision best that's it because we'll like taking amy for example you know so much respect for that lady what Mm. she has done and the businesses and how she's actually formed them you know it's i don't think i would have had the patience to
0: do that (laughs) but you know it's not
2: but it's it's that's her goals and her life and her brain so you know hats off to anyone that does it and there's nothing to say that you shouldn't but there's nothing to say that you have to and you can just be an employee there's nothing wrong with it I love it I love it so
1: I have a few questions that I've actually never asked you so I'm actually just I wrote them down because I just wanted to know yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) to be honest and I thought other people. (laughs) <laughs> would be interested in the answers yeah but since you've had such a varied background in the world of bookkeeping financial controlling everything
2: yeah. what's your favorite part about bookkeeping oh I love all the analytics yeah. I actually love getting the numbers and analyzing them that's my favorite part I love it like I'm so still, good at it <laughs> I, I love getting my head into the numbers and going right what is this um I've been told by previous employers that I am a reconciliation queen Mm -hmm. um if there's an error somewhere I will find it um but yeah and then I suppose that comes back down to analyzing numbers again why is this not balancing and it's like getting in there nitty-gritty that I love it I know people think I'm just you know need to go see a shrink or something. I
1: think it's great. I'm one of those two people too that when I have a big spreadsheet and I'm working on it, I'm like, Ooh, yes. today's going to be a good day. Yes.
2: <laughs> Let's get into these. Love spreadsheets. <laughs> love it. Yes.
1: Now. And you know, as I kind of mentioned briefly earlier is when I started to get some questions about reports and how we can make them easier to do, easier to communicate. I immediately thought of you and what kind of happened was I was starting to think about, okay, we can do a podcast to answer these questions. And then they just it kind of expanded yeah. into this massive series. Um, well, I think it's gonna be three episodes in total with you, which I'm super excited. And <laughs> I just thought it's all gonna be basically based around reports and mm-hmm. sharing some of your knowledge, picking your brain a little bit. But I thought to begin with, And to finish off this episode, we can just pick your brain a little bit about, in general, why you love the bookkeeping reports so much and why they're so important for fellow bookkeepers to prioritize, like you did, finding that happy medium on how to communicate it to your clients.
2: Well, it all comes down to industry as well. What industry are you in? Yeah. um and then also the financial situation of a business because I've worked for a business that like huh, cash flow we didn't need to worry about that because there was <laughs> so much of it it like blew my mind literally how much money this business was that's making. like that's every, <laughs> it's like every bookkeeper's I, dream <laughs> oh it was it was like cash flow I don't need to worry about cash flow I just I don't know what the hell you're doing but it's working
1: <laughs> that's amazing
2: but um so it all to begin with, first, you've got to look at the client. Each individual client, their business and their needs comes, is different. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I will actually do one, one client's books and then if I see something that, you know, an area in my head that could be improved or that is so outstanding, well, then I'll just develop something to give to them to show. Um, yeah. But then it all comes down to what is the information you want to do? What is it that you want to tell? And, and that's where you've got to start with first. So there's, there's a thousand million reports that you could do, but none of them are, are going to work if you don't know what it is you want to actually report on. What is the information that you're seeking? And once you've got that, then it's a way of going, right, so this is what I need to be able to tell somebody in a report and then Then you come backwards from that to be able to make the report. Does that make sense? Is that yes? That actually,
1: you just made that so simple.
2: (laughs) You know, it's like first of all, let's start at the end. What is it you want to say in your report? And and then you work backwards to be able to get that information because it's no use giving someone all these inventory reports if it's not going to actually tell them anything. What is it that you want to say?
1: Yeah. You know,
2: that's why I love my cash flow reports, particularly for you know cash strapped businesses yeah. because the way i develop my cash flow reports it shows this is where your money's coming in and out this is what we've got to concentrate on um because you can be you can, your business can be in profit no cash yeah. so there is I a difference it. yeah yeah you I can be it. a profitable business but still have no cash
1: Yeah. And um, I think that's a really big point. And actually that's what I've been working behind the scenes to get kind of available to everyone Mm. for these episode series is um, during the navigating coronavirus uh, series that we did back when everything kind of just blew up with JobKeeper and everyone was trying to figure out all the answers. Yeah,
2: how am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay my employees? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, Amy actually created a cash flow template that we shared with all of our navigating coronavirus members but we've never made it public to anyone else so what Mm. we've done is because I know how important cash flow is and how amazing you are at figuring everything out with it.
2: No, because my cash flow is a bit different to Amy's and when she saw it she's gone oh (laughs) yes
1: Yes. So what we've decided mm. to do is we're actually going to have um in all of the show notes for the series that we're going to be doing with you, we are going to be actually letting people grab the cash flow report template so that all of our members can listen to the podcast that we're doing and actually su- successfully improve on their cash flow. Mm. Um reporting and
2: making it easy because it's one of the most important things because regardless of your how successful you can sell a product if you don't have a cash positive cash flow
0: Mm. business yeah Yeah. i love
2: it you've got to have that positive cash flow first
1: I love it. Yeah. No, this I'm so excited about this series, mainly because <laughs> it's you and me, and I, I I think we don't get to talk enough. Basically, oh, I love talking with you, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I love reports as well. To be honest, it's always yeah, been it's... even when I um, first began my first business when I was 12. One of the first things I did was to create a cash flow report for myself to be like, yeah. okay, what am I spending? What am I getting back? What, where am I sitting? I was 12 yes. when I did it. Oh, yeah. do
2: you know what? And I did that with my children when they got their first jobs at 15. We, I did like a basic cash flow thing yeah. with them. You know, they might've earned only $40 a week, but it was like we working at McDonald's, but it was like, here's your $40. Mm. How are you spending this $40? Yeah. No, and I they, think they it's. They knew, especially when they got goals of saving for their first car or saving yeah. for this, this exactly. or that. concept, you know. Having that cash flow budget, cash flow. Oh,
1: absolutely. I, all of my, when I first created my business, I knew that I wanted, I always had a goal of what I wanted to buy. Um, yeah. But as I got older in my later teenage years, I knew when I was 18, I wanted to go to Africa twice to volunteer <laughs> mm-hmm. And I did it when I was 18 because I was old enough. So my parents couldn't stop me. Um, but so <laughs> I also was not
2: going to listen to this because she, to <laughs> to stop her.
1: <laughs> you know, they're aware and they were like, well, you know, you're 18 now. We can't stop you. You're going to be yeah. an 18 year old girl going by yourself to a random place to volunteer. Um, yes. And I'm understandably, they weren't comfortable. Yeah, no, but no. I paid for it. By myself, and mm-hmm. so all of my business was going towards that goal of paying for it, and that's what I use my cash flow reports mm-hmm. for, so that I knew, I knew exactly how much the trips are going to cost, and <laughs> I knew exactly how much I needed to sell with my business
2: to be to able to do
1: it. gain that that
2: amount yeah. of money.
1: It was am- yes. amazing, and I still do it today. I have a crazy expense and cash flow document yeah. for myself um oh i had this great. massive
2: big spreadsheet for my family yeah, my home, it's great. budget yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic it's such a great way of doing things and yeah. so i'm i'm just really i'm really excited to share your passion for reports and analytics with our community because it is really inspiring um, yeah you know i know there's some bookkeepers that don't like doing the reporting and stuff but i think once they get to listen to you little bit they'll find a new life on it because you are passionate about it and it's great
2: yeah I mean but like the important thing is though which is why you know as a bookkeeper I don't mind doing it data entry because your reports are useless if the data entry is not done correctly to begin with exactly it all goes together it all goes together without correct data entry your reports are useless I love it. Mm.
1: I love it. I'm so <laughs> thrilled you were willing to come on and share your journey, your knowledge. I know it was a big ask. It can be a bit scary to do a podcast.
2: Yeah, I know. When you first asked me,
1: I'm going, oh, no. Do. I do. And I knew you would too. So I was like, I'm just going to rip the band aid and ask her. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's great. And I also want to do a special thanks as well to Lorna Scott from Grage Bookkeeping Solutions. Um, she was actually the one who suggested to, to do the podcast series because I had been getting yeah. so many requests and questions about it it was actually Lorna who was like well why don't you just do a podcast series we'll follow everything up each episode with our blogs like we always do and we can do it like that so thank you so much Lorna for giving me the idea to wrangle Sharon (laughs) in (laughs) it's great and um, for anyone who wants to learn more about Sharon and you know off the hook Please feel free to go to thesavvybookkeeper.com.au. Check out the podcast episode from today, and um, there will be links in there to iHeart Bookkeeping, where Sharon is on and she's on as an actual member. So you can always kind of tag her and then say hi and, <laughs> um, you know, just really officially welcome her to the community so thank you so much for today Sharon
2: thank you for having me
1: (laughs) I love it I love it and as always guys stay safe sane and
0: savvy bye thank you for listening to the bookkeeper's voice we'll be back next week so subscribe to future episode notifications do you want to be more efficient get instant access to our free template of the month visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other Savvy Bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.